So it must have been uh, it must have been pretty cold yesterday, going when you were uh, when you went out to go. That's one. Look that's one jump. excuse. That's one excuse <laughs> as to why I didn't do the jump yesterday, uh, which was last week's topic was like getting over fear that we kind of. Well, it wasn't like our intended topic last week. It's just what we ended up spending the bulk of the episode talking about. We started from lesson plans and then we kind of got into that with like the warming up to challenges sort of thing. So as you know, but uh, people watching don't know, I've been spending the last couple months trying to go after some challenges that have been on my mind as challenges that I've wanted to do before, like two, like two, two years, three years, four years, <laughs> four years ago. Uh, I feel like this one is longer. This is longer at this, for like at oh, least a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like a, a cat leap um, over cat leap or arm jump, depending on where you're from, over uh, a parking entrance. And it would be the biggest one that I've done outside. I've, I've set up things in the gym before, like way back that, you know, just kind of testing, maxing out how far I can do like a level cat that actually were bigger, but it was so long ago that that's not even helpful to me <laughs> at this point. And that's actually the big problem with this one and why I've been out uh, twice now with a camera guy and not been able to, to pull the trigger on. And I kind of knew, the, the thing is yesterday, I, I, knew, I knew the day before that like it was, I had confirmed that we were gonna go shoot and I didn't actually think that we were gonna shoot so soon. I thought I was gonna have some more days to prep, but I've just been trying to like escalate my preparation for it. So just doing different challenges outside, doing different challenges at the gym, just things that are everything you should do. It's just it just didn't work it out till enough time. And for me with parkour and trying to anytime I want to do something that's actually like mentally going to be a big push, it's always been like a slow, like mm -hmm. meticulous process of like a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then eventually sometimes what I like to do also is, is, and I think this is good if people that have access to gyms is build up something bigger in the gym because you can always build, when I say build up, like you can always use the movable structures that are in most gyms to build up something bigger because having that in your back pocket is like, oh, even though I'm doing this cold here, like in the moment, in the spot, if you've done something bigger before, even if it's under like safer contexts or whatever, it, that's, that's super powerful. And it's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. It's just like the kind of like, I have these tools, so I'm going to use them. Uh, but I wasn't even really able to get to that level of preparation. Mm -hmm. And so this was like me just going to the spot, knowing that it is still just in my head. Like I know it's fully well, like a jump I can do. I know I just have to press like the send button, but just standing there, even after doing like doing all the stuff we said last week <laughs> when we we're talking about fear, like going, knocking out another um, thing first, like we did a shot before that and it required uh, effort and it required, you know, building up to something and then doing some warm up jumps and then getting to the spot and just, yeah, I, I think it was just, I already had enough or not enough self-belief. Mm. is what it came down to and it, it says we know like the biggest thing in parkour like if you're going to go far in parkour and be able to like keep pushing boundaries and stuff like that it's it's all self-belief yeah it, it really is <clears throat> i mean it, you kind of mentioned earlier like you did you have you've done larger ones in the past right like in but, in the gym in, in the, the gym, gym not right? this this would be the biggest one i've done outside right. yeah yeah but so but like experience is such a huge driver in like being confident with things right um you know some people just 
can send stuff without the experience, mm -hmm. but oftentimes they are kind of viewed as reckless because then they don't have the skill to back it up. But a lot of times um, you need to build experience to be confident moving forward. Mm -hmm. but, if, but the experience has to be like pretty recent. Especially if it's like a sizable yeah. jump, right? Yeah. Like if it's a if if it's like because like you know jump distance can fluctuate even on like a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. It's like oh I'm feeling like primed. That, today. that was like really in good. my head. that was in my head too yesterday because it's a it's a standing takeoff right, and I got like a little railing behind me too. I'm doing it off that little white box thing that you. Yes, suggest <laughs> that kind of like ended up being the best way to do it. But still, it's like limited room for arm swing. There's, there's just enough issues. The other thing was like, I was like, oh, if I could just take the drop, like in between the walls, but I can't, it's, it's like, it's like a nine foot drop and I just don't know even what that's gonna feel like for me right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but still it just, it's like, I know the, the, the deep logic of it is like knowing that it's only like a few inches more than I've done recently and that it's gonna feel like the same. Yeah. And the worst case scenario is like, not a bad scenario at all. It's like, oh, I might slide down the wall, but it just was, it's just not enough to get over the instinctive fact of, of just being in front of a gap with some height and telling yourself like, jump at this thing, right? Yeah. Which is, which is parkour, which is part, the, the more you do parkour, that's, that's what a lot of challenges will be. You know, it could be, could be doing like a dyno a couple stories like up, you know, off the ground and, you know, repping it out as you've done in the past, like hundreds of times at a lower level until finally like, okay, I'm going to release yeah. my body well, way certain, above the ground. At a certain point, it's no longer a physical or technical game. It's a mental game, right? Like, because like, especially with a single move like this, it's like, you know, you've done... You've done a lot of preparation. You've done this skill thousands of times. Mm -hmm. You've, you know, maybe not in this scenario or, uh, or whatever, but you've done this skill thousands of times. So that you have the technique, you have the understanding there. You've built your body up physically. You're strong enough to jump that far. Mm -hmm. But it's the mental game, and the mental game is the hardest game of all the games, right? Like, yeah. Because you could you could lift weights, get stronger, and be able to jump further. You can be like you can like put the reps in and be able to do like you know thousands of attempts at, or thousands of of tries of experience. You can build up the experience and learn the technique, but at a certain point, the mental game is just like is the most challenging one to to deal with. You're kind of always navigating uncertainty, and mm -hmm. uncertainty is the biggest driver of fear because you don't know the outcome is, is what the outcome is going to be. You're less likely to take you pull the trigger. You're less likely to press the send button. Yeah, and it's not just an email, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a jump with consequence. <laughs> that's 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 really a good way to put it too. Is just the uh, the uncertainty uh, because there still was some uncertainty, and that's mm -hmm. that's the that's the problem. Uh, even with like the uh, again hitting the wall and sliding down, I was telling myself like it's just going to feel like this. But there's a part of me that is like, what if it doesn't? Yeah, I feel like that, and and I think ultimately, like it's it's two 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 issues. Like one is just like not having enough self belief, and that I'm going to be able to handle the situation, mm -hmm. and so like letting myself down a little bit, just and just being it. It's a big. It's it would be like probably close to my max of what I'd be able to do, you know. Um, so maximum maximum physical effort required. Uh, short notice sort of thing, so not as much preparation, which was already kind of getting to me. So, so I had a couple of, 
I guess we'll say like excuses, like going into the day, but ultimately it was like, okay, um, camera guys lined up. I got, I got to shoot this other thing too. And so let's just, you know, I just have to show up to show up. And, and the crazy thing about this one is like, I just have to try. Mm-hmm. Like if I try to jump, I'm going to get something out of it and I couldn't try. And that's, that's kind of what upset me, upsets me about it is that, yeah. um, and I mean, I'm not, I think I talked about this like last week where it's like, I don't dwell on these things. Like I'm pretty optimistic guy. So ultimately like I just go on with my day and I'm, you know, I'm happy today and <laughs> I was happy at the end of yesterday, but, yeah. um, uh, I was, I was upset in the moment. Uh, I was, de- I was definitely like to like have, um, it's been tricky cause I think I've been like putting a lot of pressure on myself to try to do these things in a short amount of time right now. Cause I, I thought that I was going to be physically prepared to do these things by summer and summer came around and like my knees still didn't feel great. And most of parkour was still really scary. Like there was just, I was showing up to like sessions and stuff like, Oh, I haven't done a Kong in a while. And I've had so many Kongs that I've tried to do over the last couple of years where I couldn't even flex my knee properly. And so like I would clip a wall, just stuff like that, where it's like coming back from an injury. That's the last thing that you get back is, is the mental. And it took me until like September really to feel like, okay, I can do some parkour. Right. And I was able to shoot a line with Daryl. I was able to do another, get another one um, or two ticked off. And then, but now it's on to like, oh, now I'm going to try to attempt the things that are like, would have been hard two years ago before I got hurt. Before the injury, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, when I put it that way, and again, these are like excuses building up, when I put it that way, it, you know, it makes me feel good about myself. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, you were trying to do something really hard, man. But ultimately, it's like, no, I, I know I can get this thing done, but now it's really winter. It really is, yeah. I mean, it got, it, it was down to like three degrees yesterday, yeah. I think, um, which is like, 36 degrees Fahrenheit, I think. Yeah, I was standing around like putting on a hoodie or putting on a sweatshirt, taking it off to a t-shirt, putting back on the sweatshirt because I actually wanted to do it in a t-shirt because I felt like it woke me up more. Mm -hmm. But, and then there's, you know, you got the public, you know, you got people that were like getting invested, like pulling out their like cell phones as I'm standing, saying this thing. So it's just, it wasn't, it wasn't a nice feeling. And I I just, I knew like we arrived and I I looked at it and I'm like, oh, I think it's on. But it's, it's every time I look at it, I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. And so we get set up to shoot it and then all of a sudden like it's not on. Yeah. And then and then I just know right away like there's not much that I've been able to do in the past to really switch on in those scenarios. Um, Because we talked about things like you can get someone to count down for you. That works that, sometimes. It, it's, that I, never works for me. I, 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 I always like being in control of my own countdown. Yeah, it works for me because I'll count in my head. I'll do I'll do a breath mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, it's really just to me, I think it's like, a, I don't know what the mechanism would be like neurologically for what happens, but I do think it's like a focus tool because I've used it on, um, I've used it on other people. I've used it on kids and they've been like surprised when it works, mm. but it's almost like, I feel like when I do it for other people, I'll try to almost go through like a, like a, not, not, not like a hypnotic process, but kind of the same thing. Like, okay, I want you to do this. All mm-hmm. right. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to stand here. We're going to do this. You're going to hit, hit one more prep. I'm going to go back. I'm going to start counting down from five. And this has worked for people and they, and they've mm-hmm. been like kind of surprised, but, but you almost need someone like that to like, yeah. cause, cause like they're, they're like, Oh, Renee's coaching me and yeah. I trust him. So therefore this whole 
process yeah, is going to work. I'm, a, I'm not a believer in countdowns. Not that it doesn't work, but that it's a huge crutch. To like, oh, yeah. Like, if, if it's like, oh, can you give me a countdown? It's like, yeah. If someone else can. sometimes asks for it, yeah. it I have, um, in recent memories, so there was a jump, um, uh, like, right before I hurt myself, so, like, two years ago, there was a jump that I, I had been looking at for a while, and I did get someone just, like, I was looking at it, and I'm like, it was on. It was definitely on. So, so this is a different scenario than what I was facing yesterday, right. where it was definitely on. I didn't have a lot of distractions. I really believed in myself, and I'm just like, I need to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Hey, can you just give me a three, two, one, real quick? And I and I did it like basically. It's like before they even get to one. Yeah, I've, already, it, it's it, you've it's already like a, decided on commitment. It's a focus setter where like you feel like the uh, adre adrenaline rise, yeah. and then you you like really get dialed in. You're like, okay, it's happening. And I didn't even ask for that yesterday because like that I knew it wasn't really there. Yeah, because you weren't was, you weren't ready to commit. I so. felt like not only physically cold, but like just in my brain, you know, just, it just started to bug me like emotionally. And like, there's no, I'm not someone that's going to like yell or start punching myself in the face to, yeah. you know, get something done. And those, those things just don't work for me. So, yeah. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of countdowns personally. Like, I think it's like you're relying too much on external factors when you're, when you're going into that world. So like, I, I like people sometimes ask like, Oh, do you want a countdown? I'm like, no, like, shut up mm -hmm. if anything like yeah. let me like deal with my my process and work through it but yeah. not everybody's the same so not everybody kind of works through the same way but for me i've always liked the control over like mm. okay i'm gonna count myself down and when i'm feeling ready i go mm. i'm not relying on any external forces just my own um but i mean fear is like fear is like such a big part of parkour and it's like um, you know, I mentioned this earlier, but it's a big draw for what like mm -hmm. interests me in parkour at this point, yeah. especially in my career now that, you know, I have a lot of experience with lots of different skills and, um, and so the progression over the last several years for me has been purely mental. If anything, I've lost a lot of like physical capability. I can't jump as far. I can't mm -hmm. do a lot of things that I was able to do years ago, but, uh, I'm, I feel, well, maybe not today, mm -hmm. but uh, within the last few years, I've been better at committing to things that historically would have been more challenging to do. So like the mental game is what's drawn me more into, like it's been the more interesting part of parkour for me. Yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> I also think, just I just wanted to touch on that, um, uh, just what you were saying a moment ago too, about like you not enjoying, I wonder how much different it would be if like, you had a coach or mentor or training partner who helped like basically helped with the process of commitment. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I think it's kind of, it's not as un unexplored in parkour. Cause I think you can see teams out there um, and groups of people that train together where they're able to like reach a level of encouragement where it really seems like off of like video footage and reaction and stuff like that, where it really seems like there was like somewhat of a team effort to get the job done. Yeah. Um, so, well, so you were, I, think, I mean, just the, the last, yeah. the last, um, clip in dive holes, like yeah. you were a big part of that process of oh, like, cool. I was like, <laughs> well, I, at a certain point I was like, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. And you were like, oh yeah, I think you got it. You know, you were kind of encouraging that respect. And then I was like, yeah, you're right. I have to have this delusion that I can actually make it. And you're like, it's not a delusion. You can make it. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, yeah, I can make it, you know? And so, yeah, I, 
it, it, you were a big part of it, of like getting me to do that, and you coached me through it, and and were involved in like giving getting me to the point of like commitment. Uh, well, full commitment because I was like partially committed for a lot of attempts there. Mm. Um, we were doing like a lot of video feedback too, but and this is like a different challenge though. Like, and I mean, it's still the same thing, but it's like um, this is a challenge where you're able to do um, preps, like you're able to put in like preps. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just trying to think like if it was like a, a dive where like you weren't even able to like. Where it's like go or nothing. Reach the whole, yeah, yeah, like go or nothing. I've done a few of those. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. And those like, those are, yeah, those are, it's, it's a different, it's a different game. I think this one was like, um, we were looking at like video clips because you were like, okay, yeah. doing, doing like different variations of preps and it was like, okay, definitely looks like you can put more speed. You need to put more speed. You need to, yeah, you need yeah. to push like through more on yeah. the first one. Yeah, yeah. And, but I, I guess like, the, the kind of looping back to what you're saying is like if you had a team or a coach mm -hmm. or like so, mm -hmm. like the, it it all depends on what I'm interested in accomplishing right mm -hmm. is like mm -hmm. dive holes was a big project of mine is the only thing I cared about doing in parkour like I you know I'd show up to Sunday sessions I'd do like parkour like casually like oh mm -hmm. yeah we're, I'll do challenge over here to challenge over here but in the back of my mind is like this project needs to get done and I need to find cool interesting lines or really hard dives to like accomplish. Same thing happened with Ascension 2 was like, I was singularly focused on finding mm -hmm. a sense that I wanted to accomplish that were challenging and unique and visually appealing. And, um, and so like single track mind towards accomplishing something. I think the same thing would be the case if I was trained for competition or if I was trained for a different video or if I was like, you know, Team Fat trying to make vlogs every week or whatever, right? Like, or Storer, you know, it, it, if I was in that scenario, I would be, I would be like, yeah, I would want to like have a group of people or uh, probably, you know, probably not a single person, probably a group of people who are like, mm -hmm. you know, like being my support pillars to like uh, help me accomplish and rise above where I would be just by myself. Yeah. Um, and, I, and that happened, that happened throughout Ascension 2 as a project, um, throughout Dive Holes as a project, you know, like yourself, Wes, um, like other people that I surrounded myself with were like encouraging and like trying to build me up to do the things that I hoped to accomplish. And, um, but yeah, like now I don't have a, a, a video project. Mm -hmm. So now I'm kind of like, I, I'm eager to go back to the drawing board. I'm like, I'm dealing with a little bit of like tendonitis Mm. Um, and, and tightness, but I'm trying to work through that get. And once I'm like healthy, I really want to start building my body back up. I want to be strong again. Mm. And then from there, maybe I'll start kind of moving into like more video projects or, or, or just things I want to start accomplishing. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, this is, it's been a while since I've done a lot of weight training as you know, uh, mm. and like developing my, my, uh, my output. I, I, last night I was at uh, Origins Parkour Studio in Port mm. Moody, and I uh, I asked Nathan how many muscle ups he could do in a row, and then he was like, "Oh, I don't know. I don't even think I could do ten right now." And so he tried, and he actually got nine. And like, there's a point in time where like I'm he could do a ton in a row, and and myself, I was able to do like fifteen in a row at one point, and I did two. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, wow, like it's crazy because like my climb ups. 
are like probably better, you know, like better than ever. Mm-hmm. But my like muscle up ability, it, that just shows how weak I am currently. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not able to like pull as forcefully as I used to be able to. So um, there's some technique there too. There's definitely technique yeah. there, but I don't think it's the technique that's the mm-hmm. problem. I think it's more that I'm just way weaker than I used to be. So yeah, I got to get my body back. So. let's do it um i'm also uh just trashed right now that's that's been like the hard thing and i don't know i was i was really upset in the moment yesterday when i was um trying to get the job done and not not able to and it's just like i keep i kept like dwelling on other things like i knew this wasn't gonna work (laughs) it's just kind of like what i couldn't you know it's like that was actually my worst fear my worst fear was not getting hurt trying to do it like I had gone through this process of like, oh, if I jump and I get hurt, at least I jumped. <laughs> was I was yeah. I was accepting that, you know, and and I think it's uh, something that you know many people that try to do parkour at a certain level, you, yeah, you're you know you're taking risks and and you kind of have to be okay with the outcome to take certain risks. And some people might be listening to this like, oh, that's not what parkour is all about for me. And it's like that's cool. Um, it is for me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I. It's a big part of parkour for me as well. It's like you're yeah. facing risk and you're trying mm-hmm. to control it. You're kind of like, it's this yeah. like wild animal that you're trying to like put in a box. <laughs> and sometimes you get cut, you know, sometimes you yeah. get bit. But like at the end of the day, like, like you're trying, like you're, you're ending up on top. You're the one mm-hmm. that's actually controlling the scenario, not the wild animal. Right. Yeah. And that's a weird analogy, but like it's that's what's super like enticing for for me and a lot of people I think but maybe not for everybody but that was my my biggest fear was was showing up yesterday uh having Mateo there to film uh Ollie even like he he came late it's his fault that I didn't get it (laughs) he was late uh he he showed up late um uh but just having people there having people like uh having the whole thing like ready to go and then just not being able to pull the trigger that was actually what i was afraid of and and as soon as i knew that's what was happening it just got worse yeah and that that's kind of the problem is it it just the whole well then moment got in my head and then you start and then you i don't know i don't know if this happened but then you linger yeah and you're like still trying to force something to happen that's actually not there yeah and then it's just like it ends up being this like experience of like well now i'm wasting everybody's time and it Mm -hmm. feels like uh you start to like spiral downward and then you're definitely not going to do it. Yeah. So the whole, like just kind of building up from what we, where we ended off last week, you know, we kind of talked about the process. We talked about like things to do on the day, um, things to go into a, if, if you're just going into a session, you know, probably, uh, so a session like this is harder because you're going into, I'm going into the session, like knowing I'm going to be attempting a, a difficult thing. Yeah. Um, so I go through all the, all the proper processes and stuff and I still come to this point where I'm, you know, unsuccessful. So, um, what could happen there is, uh, a couple of things that, that could have made the situation better, um, uh, which just kind of wanted to just, just touch yeah. on really here. So preparation, um, you know, had I done things that were comparable to the challenge that I was trying to do, if it wasn't something new and unknown, and if I had some things to fall back on, it's like, I've been here before, that would have helped, didn't have that. Yeah. Um, and then just, just the emotional place you're in, just the place you're in emotionally. Um, I, it, just, it just so happened, just, just really, uh, it, it actually wasn't the best day for me. It wasn't mm-hmm. um, too many distractions, too many other things going on, and ultimately, 
just didn't get the job done. Um, if you are someone who's able to work through all of that and have enough self-belief, you're probably gonna go super well with parkour. <laughs> you're probably gonna be able to go super far with it or any athletic endeavor really, because uh, self-belief is ultimately what, what builds champions. That's so true. <laughs> Um, but anyways, we're talking about, uh, the reasons why we're, we're doing parkour, like for us, you know, yeah. like what's, what's in it for us. And one of the things that we wanted to talk about today was really like selling parkour to people, selling parkour to, to the masses. Cause we're, most of the people watching here are people that already do parkour. And so they're kind of understanding the whole thing that we're talking about. But if, if like someone new to parkour were watching this, let's say you're listening in and they'd be like, these guys sound like they're doing something really stupid. I don't get why they would be like willing to hurt themselves or throw themselves at a wall. Well, it, it shows in a lot of like YouTube comments or Instagram comments or like anytime uh, a parkour video gets shared onto like Sports Center or something like that. You know, it's people who are like, oh, like uh, gonna break his knees or like, oh, well, that's a good way to roll an ankle or like, yeah, you, you know, oh, he's not going to be able to walk by the time he's 50 or whatever, right? Like, mm -hmm. we, there's tons of, like, comments like this. It, it's people who don't understand the value of, like, risk-taking. But oftentimes, <laughs> what's so funny about it is then they'll go to, like, a BMX video and be like, wow, this is so incredible. Or, like, a skateboarding video. And it's like, holy crap, he has so much resilience. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I don't know if this is actually the same people, but... <laughs> But you see like a, an interesting divide here is like people seem to understand other action sports or other, other sports in general and the risks that are involved in American football, for instance, yeah. right? Um, but then they don't see the value or, or like uh, – or um, – uh, or, or attraction towards doing parkour because they see it as super risky. Well, one difference with, like, as you mentioned, American football, incredibly risky yeah. endeavor. Um, but uh, it, it has a big uh, monetary payoff Yeah, that parkour doesn't. So I think your general public is going to be more likely to uh, respect and, and understand when someone is like, oh, I made $40 million this year. Um, it's the buy, it's the trade-off. Yeah, well, I, and, might, you know, I, can, I might have gotten 14 concussions this year, but <laughs> I've got $40 million. I have, a, I, have a, I have a wealthy retirement ahead yeah. of me. Uh, and so people understand that because ultimately, like, you have people that, um, yeah, let's say someone has, like, you know, uh, a family to support, yeah. right? And so it's like, okay, what's going to get this person into parkour that has a family to support? And, you know, we'll get into some, some things, but but ultimately, like, the first thing they're seeing is, like, Risky physical activity, and I have a family to support. Why would I do risky physical activity? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Why, Tom? Because for the love. <laughs> yeah, for the love of, of, of movement and sport. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, do you need, like, I think all people benefit from dealing with and facing risk, whether it's like, super low to the ground risk or like obviously like way more extreme risk but um it's important for everyone's development so like as you're growing up as a child like you should be dealing with risks like you should be playing in a way that is not super dangerous but has the risk of falling right because mm -hmm. then you're going to be more resilient when you grow up and even when you're older, you should you need to like be able to like manage those those risks as well. Otherwise, you're just like 
putting yourself in a bubble and you don't grow from experience. And risk doesn't have to take, um, take the form of physical risk, right? You can have risk in other ways like financial risk or uh, social risk, right? If you never put yourself out there, if you never approach the girl, you're never gonna get a date. You know, mm -hmm. like if you never, uh, you know, if you never like invest your money, you're never gonna get a return. Like mm -hmm. if you just like, if you just keep it all in your savings account, you're just gonna lose your, the value of your money to inflation. Like, so like, Risk is a part of everyday life and you need to be able to, and I just went really far <laughs> away from parkour for a minute, but, but it's a part of life. So you need to like tackle it head on mm -hmm. in order to grow, right? And mm -hmm. that's the only way you can do it. So parkour is one of those avenues where you can learn to manage risk and do it effectively and then mm -hmm. grow as a person as a result. So, um, so that's why you don't need, you don't like, there doesn't need to necessarily be a monetary payout for mm -hmm. it, but there, you know, because there's other benefits to doing parkour. A quick, quick note on that. Cause then we'll get into like parkour specifically, mm -hmm. but just risk in general. Uh, it actually, it's similar to like what I have heard from uh, like the fitness industry and like bodybuilding is you have someone walk into a gym and this is like what you'll get. This is what you'll get from anyone who thinks they're too old or like not in shape enough to do parkour or take on something like parkour that has risk is they'll be like, Oh, I don't think I could, you know, I don't think I could do that. What you're doing like Tom, I don't think I, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could do the things that I've seen you do in videos, yeah. the, like whatever you're posting, I can't do that. Therefore it's not for me to get into. And it's like, well, well, hold on a second. It's the same thing. Someone says to someone who's like a Jack dude. It's like mm -hmm. they walk into a gym and they're like, Oh, I just want to like work out a bit. I, I don't want to look like you. And it's like, well, you're not going to look like that guy by accident. You're not going <laughs> to look like that guy like instantly. You may, I mean, you may never, but also like, it's just not going to like magically happen. So you're not going to get into the, someone who's starting parkour is not going to start taking on risks like you're taking on like right, like right away. And I think that's the idea they have often is when they look at the risky activity like parkour is like in order to start, these are the things I'm going to be having to do. Yeah. And it's like, well, let's again, that's, that's not going to happen by accident. That's going to be like years of, of like dedication to get to this point. So let's just start out with like, um, can you touch your toes? Can you, you know, can you squat down? Can you do a little jump? Let's, let's start there. Let's yeah. just get you in. Let's start there. And then, you know, this, I assure you that none of these things are going to just happen to you. You're not going to get to this situation like that. There's going to be work that gets put in that gets you there. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to, we're not going to take you up to the rooftop on your first day. Like yeah. it's like, but it's like, it's the same, uh, analogy that I, I always liked, which was, um, you know, if you're getting into martial arts, right. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're okay. Like first day showing up, they're not going to put you in a ring with Mike Tyson in his prime, <laughs> right? That's not like how it works. Like you don't, and, and, and we got and, a new guy. Can yeah, you follow oh, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so it's this, it's this whole thing where, where like you're dealing with con like extreme consequence when you reach the top level but you don't reach the top level in your first day, first week, first month, first year, first five years in parkour, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, so yeah, like you're not going to tackle extreme risk very early on. And so when you see somebody doing parkour at a high level, 
you can't expect yourself to like, you can't expect that that's what you're going to be doing. Right. And so like a lot of our adult clients, they come in and they're like, yeah, I talked to my friends and you know, they think I'm crazy because like, because they have this perspective of what parkour is and I'm telling them I'm doing parkour as somebody who's in my forties or fifties. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well like, no, I'm not going up to rooftops and jumping off and you know, like, experiencing extreme risk all the time. I'm dealing with risk in my own way. What is risky for me? Um, uh, what is a manageable amount of risky risk for me is a different beast than the manageable amount of risk for my, for, um, for Tim champion mm -hmm. <laughs> or, uh, or, uh, you know, Ed Scott, Brody Pawson, you know, <laughs> the, the top level guys in the world are, um, uh, are dealing with risk on a much greater, like a much, they have a much more, um, a much wider tolerance for, for risk because they're able to manage it way more than I am mm -hmm. or, or the 50 year old, you know, student who comes in, uh, to a parkour class, you know, so they're going to have a much smaller, uh, risk profile, mm -hmm. I suppose. Yeah. So once we get past the person's, uh, understanding of, of, of risk, understanding that like in order to take bigger risks, it takes time, it takes uh, it takes training, it doesn't happen by accident. <laughs> you know, you don't just show up and start doing these things. But then there's the other thing that people just don't get the point of parkour. Mm. Uh, we have uh, we can talk about media, like we have, <laughs> we have a lot of media out there that's very that makes parkour very confusing. Yeah, well, just parkour videos in general. It's mm -hmm. like, what's the point of it, right? Like, people often say, like, oh, why, why don't you just walk around the wall? You don't have to jump over it. And, and it's, yeah, it, like, yes, you can walk around it, but that's not the point of parkour. There's a whole purpose to doing, to, to doing a difficult thing when you can do a difficult thing. Mm -hmm. So when, when you're, what's the old adage? Is like, when you're presented with two paths, like one is easy, one is hard, you choose the hard one mm -hmm. um, because you grow, <laughs> like because yeah. there's value in doing things more difficult so that when you, uh, uh, when you approach more difficult things later in life, you're more easily able to, to uh, overcome them. Um, so yeah, <laughs> people don't understand they're like the whole purpose of it. The media that comes out with, with parkour, a lot of it's just Instagram clips of people just jumping off of buildings. And so the people don't get what is the point of this, or even even like uh, uh, doing like a, a style line. Oh style, yeah, it's it's it, that that gets even that gets even particularly like certain trends with with style lines too, where it's like oh this is is this dance is it you know, like what what's happening here? You know, you can just look at a thing like okay, I saw like a roll on the ground. And I saw like a little spinny move over a wall, and then I saw a flip. Cool flip, yeah, <laughs> nice. What was that other stuff? I don't yeah, get it. What's the know? what's the point? Why did he do all the other things? Yeah, so it's almost like a harder sell to sell someone on the the, the complete package of of like freestyle mm -hmm. is almost like a harder sell to someone that does it because because again, like you can talk to you can survey a bunch of people 
and be like, who would like to learn how to do a backflip? And you get, you know, a lot of people be like, oh yeah, I'd love to do that. It's like, who would like to do this? And you just like play a clip of like, I don't know, a win, like maybe Ed's like winning run from like SPL, SPL one or something, you know, like play them like those highlights and be like, yeah, um, that part was cool. I don't really understand the rest of it, but I'm down for like the part where you did a backflip. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I have a theory around like, like media and parkour and what does well obviously mm -hmm. really extreme things do really well like yeah. the dumb tomato diving front flips to like from you know 10 meters or whatever yeah that does super well but a big, lot of big singular moves yeah yeah a lot of, yeah exactly and uh and that's just because it's so so extreme looking it's like wow this is incredible this is the highest level of whatever mm. um or like oh i'm like i want to see him landed on his face or whatever you know like mm -hmm. that type of mentality around it but then there's like um, you know, you have Store who has uh, how many? How many subscribers now? Seven, eight million? Over seven. Yeah, so something like something like eight million. Let's say eight million subscribers mm. uh, on YouTube. Um, and why do they have eight million subscribers when like other you know other parkour channels don't have anywhere near that? Um, uh, or like uh, like some some parkour. Uh, subscribe um excuse me some parkour youtube channels are doing things like late to school pov or like mm -hmm. spider-man in real life or mario brothers do mm -hmm. you know whatever and my theory is like uh putting parkour in a context helps people understand it and makes it more appealing to watch and so in the case of like the pov videos of like late to school pov well it's like okay why is this person jumping over the wall because they're late to school. Why is why is this person climbing up this building? Oh, because it's Spider-Man. And it's like mm -hmm. it's putting it's taking parkour as this skill set and putting it into the context of like of a uh of a scenario that the larger audience can understand. And I think the same is true for Storer in that they do a great job of breaking down what they're doing and why they're doing it mm -hmm. be because they've been telling stories every week for the last 10 years mm -hmm. um more or less right yeah. so like like they 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 go into it and they're like oh we're trying to do this jump and oh he's like jumping next to the wall to see and he kind of they break it down and this isn't going to work for everybody because they just happen to be great storytellers at this point and now to get onto the store's level, you have to start telling stories really well to the point where people, and, and not only tell stories really well, but do it with good parkour as well. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think they are so successful is the storytelling. People kind of can get engaged in their content and understand why they're doing it and then be amazed at what they're doing as well. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my theory. Is it? Is yeah. I think I, well, I think for one, and I'm not trying to throw shade at um, store or anything, but I, I don't think they're great storytellers. I mm. wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I think they've been really consistent. I think they perform at a really high level. They have guys on the team like um, Toby Seeger, who's like had, I think he really helped push the brand like early on through like Ninja Warrior performances and stuff. And then also just consistently over, over time, like they're, they're following through parkour built. And then through that, you know, they reach, they reach other audiences. So yeah, I, I agree. Consistency is a big part of it. But like, name a better storyteller in parkour right now. Um, Matthew from Quebec. This is off the top of my head. 
He's a better storyteller. Look at his in, Instagram. In long, Look at his Instagram. Dif- that's different. Different platform. <laughs> so, so Bob, well, Bob, Bob Reese. So here's the thing. Bob Reese to... met you. Yeah. Hold up. Hold up. Before you uh, just let me uh, before you go to Bob Reese and, and other people. Um, so one point I wanted to make too is, is Store does not do any of that stuff on Instagram. Yes. And, and they they actually like they kind of hate on um, like here and there hate on people that do that kind of stuff on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. like they're, I don't, I think they're actually like opposed to it, like to the, to the narration, to the voiceover, to whatever. And I don't know why, cause they do it on YouTube all the time where it's like, but for some reason there's like this, um, resistance in parkour to people that are using Instagram as a platform to tell a story versus like, no, Instagram's just where you dump your clips, bro. Well, this is why I think Bob it, Bob really revolutionized the use of Instagram for storytelling and parkour. And that's, mm. again, why, why is Bob successful on, on Instagram? Because mm. of the storytelling. He's like, okay, I could just post this cool clip that I did, mm. or I could tell people how I did this cool thing. Mm-hmm. And then that's way more appealing and, like, and, uh, and creates much more of a draw towards his content because now I'm, I'm not just seeing cool move after cool move. And as I, as I swipe, I'm like, wow, that was cool. That was cool. That was cool. I don't understand any of these things cause I don't do parkour. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, Oh, he's trying to do this. He's building up to it by doing this, this, and this. And now this is him actually succeeding at it. And he just mm-hmm. told me how his whole process was. And he did it in a fun, like, uh, you know, upbeat kind of way that yeah. makes me feel good at the end of the video because, mm-hmm. oh, he accomplished it. Cool. I can move on to the next one, right? So um, Matthew is similar way. He's creating really interesting comment, mm-hmm. content on Instagram. But going back to his, his YouTube, mm-hmm. he, had a, he created a successful YouTube as well doing Mario and, yeah. and well, Luigi which, stuff. Which were stories. Like, and I think his, exactly. his focus was actually storytelling. And again, yeah, using but, different themes. That, but would you rather watch a store video or would oh, you rather watch a Mario do, and Luigi? 100%, yeah. but I do parkour. Yes. <laughs> right. But in terms of like reaching other audiences who don't do parkour, I would, I would, play, I would put money on that, that Matthew's uh, audience through like Nitro Parkour has more people that don't do parkour than store. Interesting. Well, we don't know that for no, sure. No, we don't but know, yeah, but, I, I, but I would put money on that bet. Yeah. I think, that's a, I think that's a smart bet. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm not sure how many uh, followers or uh, subscribers Matthew uh, Nitro Parkour has. Mm, they're in the, uh, at least 4 million, I think, last time yeah. I checked. But yeah. Store has more than. Yeah, total. Do- double. But, <laughs> but, again, but again, I think it's, it's like more people that are actually like uh, But a lot of parkour. people don't do parkour mm-hmm. that are store uh, subscribers. Yeah. Like I, it was like, it was a regular occurrence mm-hmm. when I was in England mm-hmm. that, um, people would come up to, uh, like the group that I was with, which mm-hmm. included Callum and it was mm-hmm. like, are you guys store? And I yeah. was like, well, that guy over so, there is. So my, my difference between when you say storyteller is to me, that's not story. They've, they've done, um, through consistency, through performing at a high level, through like good video production, um, just like this is a cool thing that's happening. This is a cool thing that's happening. Look at this big move, yeah, right? But, Over time uh, is character development and character attachment. So I think people it's are, both. I, I agree. I, I, I well, agree like, because like, I, like, I, I know exactly what you're saying mm-hmm. here because like, 
you've got, you know, Callum, he's, and he's like the silly guy who's always like, next to Sparta. Mm-hmm. And you've got, uh, you've got Toby, who's like a skilled, like, like climbing kind of character who's like, um, and then you've got like Benj, who's like really sticks things really well. And you've got, um, Max Cave, who's always into finding the tic tac lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got, you know, you've got like all these, this cast of characters. Um, but, the cast of characters, like every week, they are telling some kind of story with that set of characters, right? Like, oh, who can hang off this bridge for the longest? Those those types of videos, yeah. Those mm-hmm. are, um, yeah, because it's like, here's a challenge. It's going to be pretty easy for people to understand, and so we're going to do it. And and they actually dialed into that as being like, okay, we got to do more of these videos. The water challenges, yeah. the hanging on the bridge, the quicksand. Mm-hmm. But then you can go back to even further is actually when they ended up getting demonetized mm-hmm. was they were doing a lot of POV chases, mm-hmm. right? And so, again, it's like, I mean, they did one kind of recently at the abandoned prison mm-hmm. that was like, Zombies or wait, was that no? It was a prison escape. It was a prison escape video, yeah. and they did another one. that was like a zombies one, and again, it's putting it in context. They're telling some kind of story around it, and I would argue that they actually have the best POV videos of any of yeah. these, any of like well, these YouTube channels. Again, like defining best is hard. I think that prison one was excellent. Like, yeah, super cool. but they they also got like invited into that stuff. Like, so I don't. Yeah, best. Yeah. Um, in terms of like video production, Matthew does some cool shit with like graphics and stuff that like no one else does. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta give him I props. I don't really watch. <laughs> no, you don't. Like, I don't no, really none watch of us, his content. No, no one really does. Um, I watch his Instagram, but that's yeah, it. yeah. No, one, no one really does. But um, talented dude, and he's making it happen. So yeah, good for him. <laughs> cool. So uh, yeah, like in turn, just just to kind of wrap this up here, yeah, um, yeah. you know. Uh, I think people don't understand parkour, and mm-hmm. so sometimes putting it into context is really important. Actually, one thing that drew me to parkour originally was the original concept of parkour, which is this mm-hmm. reach escape thing. Mm-hmm. And then I had visions of like Jackie Chan, and it's like, oh, like I can look at like Jackie Chan's movies and understand like he's basically doing parkour in a lot of these scenarios. Mm-hmm. So that's appealing to me. And the story that I told myself or the story mm-hmm. that I read about of David Bell and like this whole idea of like be strong to be useful so that you can get places fast and mm-hmm. save a cat from a tree or escape from a burning building. It was the story that I built around uh, parkour that uh, drew me into it. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and, and so yeah, like a lot of kids will come to the gym and they'll be like, I want to learn a backflip. And then we like sell them on like doing Kongs and, mm-hmm. and jumps and other things that are more parkour oriented or like traditional parkour oriented. And then they get super into it because then it's this whole ex- experience of like, I can find challenges, I can grow, I can do mm-hmm. things that are difficult. Um, but, uh, uh, but that's actually another element of mm-hmm. selling to somebody, right? It's like you have to like, uh, yeah, you know, maybe they're a lead. They come in and they're just, oh, I want to do a backflip. But then there's more to this whole thing that we have to mm-hmm. tell them about. And then, then it's like, okay, they could just learn the backflip and leave. And they're like, I just did my backflip. I've got it. Or they could stay because we've sold them on all these other skills that they can develop as well. Right. Yeah. I don't I, know if I wrap that up. Or no. Anything, but I just <laughs> opened really. up another box. I mean, it is, it is like a big thing to cover. And I think just... 
just leaving everybody with like something here because again we're assuming most most people watching are, are parkour practitioners who sometimes get in, get frustrated because you know they're not reaching a certain audience and I think I would say like if you're if you're truly the best um, it has to be easily identifiable that you're one of the best because you know we can assume that someone who's like very gifted very talented is going to have a higher following than someone who's not um, but even that alone isn't always enough because if the context isn't there. So for example, like you could do a massive lashay to precision and that might pick up uh, like that video, that piece, you know, you put that out there, you send that out there and uh, it might pick up. It also might not because it's like a singular clip and it does. And if it doesn't have any context of like, again, why is this guy swinging from this bar? Um, if it looks, if it, if you performed it well, therefore it looked easy. It's like, okay, that looked easy. Yeah. I don't understand why it's hard. Throw in a bail or two, throw in a miss or two or a preparation, all of a sudden you have a story. Yeah. And time after time, people refuse to do this and I'm losing sympathy for people that can't <laughs> make a success out of themselves because of parkour because it's a niche sport. Not many people do it. Not many people are gonna understand it. Not many people that even do parkour, if you do something and you make it look easy, People that do parkour aren't going to be able to grasp like how difficult it was. So yeah. you got to be able to like get Un them into this. Unless you're doing yeah. something so like mm -hmm. high level that it's it's like obvious, like kung gainer precision, how rare of a skill that is, right? And yeah. if you're doing that, then people who do parkour are going to be like, wow, this is cool. Even if you don't show bales. Yeah. But but even I don't know. Like even sometimes like that might not even catch like the the amount of attention that someone might want. But yeah, like if you're consistent, like a team like Store, over time, who for the most part, they're consistent with like actually doing parkour, like parkour is the main attraction, but then they throw in other things to make it relatable. Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned like water challenges, super, you know, that's easy, I get it. I don't have to pretend that the floor is lava. The floor is water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these there's guys a are risk of to, falling in. They're trying to do this thing. When you get into stuff like, okay, the, the you know, we're trying to go over water, but we also have to stick the edge and the edge happens to be on this four foot block. Now it's not understandable again. You know, yeah. why are, why are we sticking stuff? Why do we do it guys? <laughs> um, yeah. Because it's a, it's a part of parkour. It's a part of like increasing the challenge. It's and a part of demonstrating control. Yeah, control. And control over risk, yeah. right? Getting that wild animal in the box. Yeah. But, you know, you stick a rail at height, you stick a rail over water, it makes sense. You do it on a railing that's at ground height, it doesn't really make sense to a lot of people, and they're going to be scratching their head. It's like, why did this look stupid? Why did this person jump to this rail? I don't get it. And, yeah, sometimes it's our job to do things. We didn't mention a guy, uh, uh, DeAndre Jones does a, a ton of, like, narration of, like, what's cracking, guys? I wanted to do this jump here to this thing here. And sometimes goes into a bit of detail. So I think if you're not willing to do those things, ultimately you could be putting tons of effort into, like, social media or whatever and not getting the following you want. It is what it is. It doesn't actually matter how incredible uh, the people that are in the culture think you are, you're not gonna be attracting more people if you can't put it into a context that they understand. Yeah, well said. All right, okay. should, we, should we end there today? I think we should. Okay. All right, if you liked what we were talking about today, please give us a like, subscribe to our channel, and uh, leave us a comment. What do, you want, what, what do you want us to talk about next time? Yeah. <laughs>